is happening now? We're about to send you back to the Rebuta! <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Back to the Revuture, the show in which we take a classic film that one of us or both of us might not have seen, and we take a look at it now. I'm Drew Bridger. I'm Amber Inch. And this week we are taking it back to a film much like Teen Wolf last episode, where we are looking at two aspects of the same identity. So we're taking it all the way back to... 1987 to take a look at the third greatest thing to come out of 1987. The second being Evil Dead 2. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ah, that's quite cool. Yeah. And the first... You, yeah, I know. You're looking at him, baby! <laughs> <laughs> I am talking, of course, about one of my favourite films. I wouldn't say it's like really high up, but it is in my top 10. We are talking about Robocop. He's part man, he's part machine, but he's all cop. He is Robocop. So this is directed by Paul Verhoeven. He's most famous for directing films like Total Recall, Starship Troopers, and of course, Showgirls. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> the look oh. on your face oh. says it all. Yes, he did also direct Showgirls okay. as well. It stars Peter Weller as Robocop, the title character, Alex Murphy. Mm -hmm. I have loved this film for quite some time. I'm not going <laughs> to sugarcoat it. I have loved this film for quite a while. There's a numerous different reasons, which I'm sure we will <laughs> tap into some of them are genuine and some of them maybe not quite as genuine. But let's start off the episode as we always do and take a look at what you initially, before watching this film, thought it was going to be about. Well, I mean, the Robocop part is quite straightforward, a bit self-explanatory. Well, is it? Okay, let's see what you well, put, though. what would you think? Is that Robot Cop? That's what it is. Well, okay. Well, no, but well, judging about what, what you've put... <laughs> yeah, but that's what he is. Well, yeah, it's what he, he is. <laughs> okay. All right. So, the FBI or some kind of cop place. By that, I meant... <laughs> some kind of cop place. <laughs> the police? The police, yeah. Okay, the FBI yeah, or some kind say, of cop place. I wanted to place. say cop as many times as possible. Okay. okay, all right, okay. I shall start again. Okay. FBI or some kind of cop place want a super duper cop so they make a man-bot hybrid because they wanted to have human traits and morality but wanted it to be like a super good fighter and I don't want to say unkillable because obviously you know it's a machine but yeah unkillable kind of unkillable okay. not not able to be destroyed easily basically and so I put but is it moral question mark and then think it goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but everything is not quite what it seems. So, I mean, you're, you're pretty much pretty much on the money with that one. Kind of. I have to I say. I mean, when it, when it started, I thought, or I did say, oh, he's going to get into some type of bad accident. Something's going to happen, which means that they're going to use his body as the 
prototype type thing. So mm. we're looking for a dirty old schmuck, some some unlucky schmuck that's going to get to be the prototype. It's not exactly the kind of program that people would willingly put themselves forward for. No, I wouldn't have thought so. No, no but they could have opted in like a serp, like a donor or something so they could have said like an organ if something happens to you on the job or you know when you're working with the force the force (laughs) Obi-Wan Kenobi when you're (laughs) you're you're working with the force (laughs) use the force I don't know for the whatever it is part of the force I can't even say that (laughs) I mean if we're going off of hot fuzz another great police comedy well that's a comedy film there's comedy aspects in this yeah another great example of a police based movie if we're going by what hot fuzz has to say they don't call it the force anymore as it seemed a little bit too aggressive okay so (laughs) yes so yeah they could look an opt-in service that says if something happens to you may we use your body for robot purposes perchance experimental purposes yeah i mean you're pretty much right on the money there what yeah. some kind of cop place i, I would was actually say precinct but i thought that might have sounded too you know like too proper just no i mean <laughs> too fancy well i mean you have the correct vernacular down <laughs> yeah but which is, is that a... suspicious well but it's appropriate for the confines of this yeah. film i would say I mean, in reality, OCP, the uh, the company that makes RoboCop, mm-hmm. they don't exactly own the police, but they have a securities division, which is essentially working hand in hand with the police. So by saying yeah. some kind of cop place, like you're you're actually kind of more yeah, on that it's line not the than actual you police, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. And even though they were supposed to be working with them. The actual police didn't seem too keen on Robocop coming into their precinct and just, you know, throwing himself about. Yeah, kind of stealing, not necessarily stealing their jobs, but sort of stealing their jobs. Because he's doing such an efficient job that it's kind of putting them out of work. And there is the whole aspect that they say, you know, we need to clean up the town. And in order to do that, we need a cop that is always going to be on shift. All Doesn't business, need to all the time. All business, all machine, all man, and all cop. <laughs> <laughs> so, take us straight into it. What did you think about this film? I thought it was... Okay. I thought it was okay. <laughs> you thought it was okay? I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay. All right. Okay. Alright. Like, there was a bit in the middle that kind of lagged. It was, like, dragging a little bit in the middle there. Like, the beginning was kind of, like, a lot of action and a lot of things happening. And then towards the end, there was a lot of action and a lot of things happening. But there was, like, some part in the middle that was a bit like, eh, okay, yeah. Like, when they're explaining about, you know, or when you find out that he's, you know, the bad guy's been working for the other bad guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... We should, we should take it back and kind of go through it pace by pace because yeah. it's not exactly the, like there is a lot to unpack not in Robocop. It's a pretty, for all intents and purposes, cut and dry movie. You kind of get what you think you're going to get out of this film. It does yeah. give you a little bit more along the way. One thing I will say, though, is that I did not play you 
the director's cut of this movie. Right. And the director's cut has a grand total of a whole extra minute and a half of pure, unadulterated gore and violence. Right. There was... Well, there was quite uh, a lot of it already. There was already... I was horrified, Jack, about that, actually. I I didn't know, going into it, what rating it was. And then I was very surprised at seeing a man's actual hand being blown off across the room. I know. Immediately, it, almost. It does take you by surprise. Yeah, I was taken by yeah, surprise. Yeah. Really surprised. Because going into it, you kind of think, oh, okay, this might be like a cool little bit of like a sci-fi go around, you know, very much kind of in the vein of something like Judge Dredd, even though the film yeah. of Judge Dredd didn't come out until the mid-90s this is 1987 we're talking about judge dread still existed at that mm, point yeah. but only in comic form yeah so you would be like the man said you're shaking hands with the thing that your parents only read about in comic books exactly and i think that in a way that is kind of a reference to yeah, the sci-fi sort of comic thing, books yeah. that inspired robocop so you kind of would be excused going into this thinking oh it's going to be a little bit of a sci-fi go around and Mm. it's going to be a little bit of fun and then all of a sudden it does get quite heavy and quite violent out of nowhere you kind of don't expect it really it takes a bit of a turn (laughs) particularly with the introduction of the ed 209 (laughs) yes oh yeah that was the first thing yeah in the director's cut now i thought i thought oh he's gonna blast him through the window so you're gonna see like one shot of him getting hit in the like a body shot type thing Mm. of him getting hit and then that blasts him through the window and then that's it but he just keeps getting shot nope it just doesn't stop (laughs) not even it just does not stop it doesn't and in the director's cut that goes on for about an extra 10 to 20 (sighs) seconds and it just keeps so they must have said oh this we might have to cut Mm. this a little bit well i believe if my memory serves me correctly that they did have to cut out a certain amount and they kind of did a clean sweep across the board they had to do a, uh, a certain amount of cuts on these parts to take it from an x rated movie down to an r rated movie oh Indeed. Oh my goodness. Yeah, otherwise it would not have been able to be commercially released. <laughs> oh, well, it wasn't that bad, was it? Although, I mean, even the part that he was getting shot at when he actually eventually died, that was quite long. That was quite a lot as well. That was Yeah, well. that and again in the director's cut, that kind of keeps going for a yeah. bit as well. I would give one pointer about the Ed 209. <laughs> Maybe, I mean, they're probably not going to use it now. But if they were to go back and rework, there was probably one thing that I would say is maybe give the person a little bit more time. (laughs) So they say, put that gun down, you've got 20 seconds. Maybe 40 to 45 seconds, you know, going on a minute before you start body blasting them out of the way. Well, I mean, yeah. (laughs) You've got 20 seconds. Okay, I'll put it down. You've got 15 seconds. I've put it down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, in theory, you would think 20 seconds would be enough time for someone to think about, oh, do I really want to take on this machine or should I just put the gun down? It just seems so quick. It just seems so quick. Yeah, I think I'll put this massive Glock I have in my hand 
down on the floor. There we go. That's about anyway, 20 seconds you get killed then. Immediately, so. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just think that they should have given it a little bit more time. Because even when he was in the car, you've got 20 seconds to park your car somewhere else. So, oh, oh, right. Well, I've turned the engine off now, so I'm just going to try and... Right, no. <laughs> no, I've got no stop-start things and the button's not working. So what do I... Right, try and get the... Where do I put the key? No, I left it. Your 20 seconds are up now. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, blasted through the window. Don't have a car, don't have a face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all right. I mean, putting down a gun and moving a double park. Yeah, car, but they didn't. Two put very, any, very different. Yeah, but they didn't put any differences between those two. <laughs> it's just twenty no. seconds for everything. Everything is twenty seconds. Yeah, that's true. But then again, you would think that moving a double park car wouldn't necessarily need to be met with lethal action. Well, it is. So yeah, it's take... Robocop. If they can body blast anybody into oblivion, they're gonna do it. I mean, they take double parking very seriously in Detroit. Yeah, it's a real seriously. problem. It is a problem. I mean, parking in front of fire hydrants don't even get them started. <laughs> that is number one on their crime rate list. Mm -hmm. Forget drug dealing. Forget looting. Forget all of that. Double parking. That's the real problem. It's a gateway crime. You, you get away with one double park, and the next thing you know, you're in a meth lab, and you're taking it out on the streets, and you just look at yourself, and you go, where did my life go wrong? Ah, oh, that's hydrant. it. Parked in front of a fire hydrant once and got away with it. Got all cocky. You wouldn't cocky. get away with it, though. This is the thing. Not, not anymore. With, not with Ed 209 on the job. No. Just as long as there are no stairs. Yeah, because if you double park <laughs> in front... Yeah, that's... Yeah. So, okay, take us through some of the things that you thought about the film. Okay, so I thought, first of all, actually, that the woman was the hero in the whole, in the whole film. Because right from... I mean, at the start, she was a little bit... Uh, I was a bit kind of... Oh, she's not really going to do much. She had that, like, 80s speaking voice that women have that women had in the 80s films when they were like all soft and weird go like, on <laughs> go on go on I can't remember what, I can't remember what she said that but she said like and you don't want to disappoint them and they all spoke like that as if they were like oh right every, okay. why did everybody talk like that in the 80s see from describing it I had no idea what you were talking about but then you did it and I was like <laughs> oh yeah that no I get it <laughs> every woman in the 80s in film spoke like that I don't know why it was really bizarre yeah just do it. <laughs> you don't want to disappoint him. I ah. thought you might be hungry. I brought you something. <laughs> yeah, why? Why? It's the 80s. We talk like this. It's so soft because I'm a woman. But she's on the police. <laughs> yeah, you think you have a little bit more of a forceful voice, really. <laughs> so, yeah, so I thought she wasn't really going to amount to much. But by the end, I thought she was the actual hero. Of, like, she, if, it was, if it was me personally, mm. I mean, I don't want to be part of the police force. So, but pretend I did, hypothetically, if I was going to be part of the police force and I saw somebody get blown away like she did. Yeah. I would have been traumatised and thinking that that could, they could have done that to her. She, yeah. is, she was lucky that they just left her where she was and walked out instead yeah. of thinking something might come of this because she's still here, still alive. Yeah. And they could have just killed her as well. So I'd be thinking that... I was so lucky to be alive and so horrified to see what happened to that man and that I wouldn't be back on the police anymore. But she got back on that horse and she was going down and she was helping him and she was staying with him. And then absolutely. she blew away the man at the end. I mean, you're absolutely right. It does show her kind of resolve to being a police officer and yeah. her dedication. You would think like someone like that would probably 
have to go through months of therapy or something after. <laughs> I, I, the mean, 80s. <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, that's you might not know that she hasn't gone through yeah, she therapy. Might have. The whole time that it took them to turn Alex Murphy into Robocop yeah. could have been a yeah, a long few time. Months. I would have said it was. Yeah, yeah, they did say, didn't they? They said, yeah, they said it was. Yeah, because you've seen them time. celebrating New Year's, so it's obviously been yeah. a few months of that. Yeah, point. so I would have said that in reality, she would have definitely in that time done something. But she wasn't bothered. She just saw him and thought, I know yeah. that guy. Hmm. Absolutely. He's my partner again. I'm just going to get yeah. straight back on it. <laughs> but you would be forgiven for having the next day gone in, handed in your resignation, going, yeah. do you know what? I don't think this job's for me anymore. I didn't expect to see her again. Yeah. Personally. No, but, anyway. but she's, well, she's... Kudos to her. She's the MVP. She's the real MVP she is, I think she of is. the film. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There is one important observation that I feel that you made, which is this one here, which I think you need to go into a little bit of explanation about. Oh, you know, I wasn't going to bring this up, but... I think it's important to bring it up. said it. <sighs> so, as part of my synopsis, made up that synopsis is actually very accurate, I also put, well, it's not Michael Keaton, so one out of ten already. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good point. There was a 2014 remake of this film, which we'll did probably call, go into... Did they not call the people... They they had some kind of tech company mm-hmm. that was making the, like, the robot man. It's still... Hybrid. Yeah, it's still OCP. Oh, is it? It was. Oh, I I'm they, pretty sure it I thought sure they gave it, it like a long proper name. Omnicorp. Omnicorp, yeah. yeah. That's, well, that's but what it is in this one. they don't say that in this one, though, do they? Um... I think they I think they have a couple of references to oh. what the initials are. Because I kept but, listening and thinking, I didn't remember. I but the like great thing about the world building in this film is that this company has obviously been around for so long and is so popular and makes so many things that they don't need to use their full title. It's only yeah, ever OCP. Okay. But yeah, we'll go into the 2014 remake a little bit later on but it is a good observation that yes there is no michael keaton in this movie which is a bit of a shame so one out of ten yeah i don't know <laughs> if michael keaton would have been too new for this film i'm I not sure think. but um <laughs> but what other things did you pick up on during this film so also picked up on well actually before i really kind of saw it properly i thought that not that he looked bad. I didn't think he ever looked bad, but I thought, because it's a, essentially a man in a suit, the way he was moving was hello, like really funny to me. <laughs> it's just his yeah. his robot movements, like move my head, move my head that way, <laughs> like he was in like a, a like a robotic video, like right. music video, like right. doing the robot, like that, which was really funny. But because sometimes he did it and sometimes he didn't, mm. that's the thing. It wasn't very consistent. It was like, I'm a robot for these two minutes, but then because I have to walk over here quite quickly, I've forgotten about all that, and now I'm just walking. <laughs> I'm just walking like a man now because I have to get over there quick. I mean, I think it's more of a credit to Peter Weller's dedication to the part that it would have <laughs> been very easy for them to kind of go, oh, well, do you know what? He's such a futuristic robot that he actually moves 
so fluid like a person does that it's so hard to tell that he's actually they yeah, could have it's definitely easy to tell they, that he's a they could have written that in and just had him be yeah. like you know you can just move naturally yeah. but actually once he has all of the plating on him and all of the armor on him you're kind of in that mindset of going do you know what i have really limited movement in mm. what i'm wearing now anyway mm. so Doing it this way is going to be far more of a believable robot-like motion. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't that I wasn't impressed or thought it looked stupid or anything. It no. just kind of made me laugh every now and again when he would like just spring into robotic action and he hadn't <laughs> done it for like the past 20 minutes or something. It was kind of funny. I thought that was it just made me laugh. Every so often you've got to make some quick moves. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. When he took his helmet off, obviously closer to the end of mm. the film. And it took me a little while. Yeah, but it took me a little while to kind of get my head around what he actually looked like and what what was happening. Because once I actually realised what what I was seeing, I couldn't believe how good it looked. It looked so good. I couldn't believe it. And that's exactly... I can't even tell. I don't even know know how they did... I genuinely do not even know how they did that even now. You can't... There's no... Like, there isn't even a divide or even no, one time, like, no. a small line that's like, oh, you can tell that colour's a bit off, so that's his real face and that's, like, a fake... Like, exactly. It's, it's so good, though. <laughs> it's so good. And and you're... Right now, what you went through is kind of the realisation that I had on one of my first few times of watching this film is a kind of... They, they did the helmet take-off and you mm. have the reveal of his face yeah. underneath the robot exterior and you realize he still has a full human face obviously he still has the bullet wound yeah in his head which i liked the attention to detail you know the bullet wound is there but it's been like stitched up and sealed and you go oh okay it's his face it's the actor's face it's crazy but then you kind of see it from the back bit and you go yeah you see from all angles all angles and it's like but that's where the back of his head is, but it's so small and tight that it's like, yeah. how have they done that? Yeah, I was really impressed with that. And that's why I really, really like Robocop, because <laughs> it is a testament to prosthetic mm. makeup effects yeah. and how good and how convincing it, was, it actually can be. I still can cannot be. get my mind around it, because like, like I said, when... I kind of realised when we were actually watching the film, you can kind of take CGI for granted now because it's come on for so long. I don't right. even think about anything at all. I just look at something and go, oh, that's green screened or, oh, that's, you know, edited, whatever. Especially with uh, stop motion Ed 209. Yes, because you see that and you go, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. By today's standards, it is hilarious. I know then it probably was pretty yeah. good, but... Now it's kind of a bit like that. Actually, <laughs> when you see the Ed Two and Nine stop motion effect happening, that actually looks better quality than the real life action that's happening next to it, which is <laughs> weird. So like they've made that a priority, and then it yeah. doesn't fit in anymore. But yeah, so you can kind of take special effects and CGI for granted now a little bit. So I just kind of looked at it and just was thinking, oh yeah, well that's his face on on a robot head, fine, whatever. And then I thought. No, but actually, hold on. <laughs> they didn't have our stuff then. And it did take me a little second. Yeah. Because it just looks so good. And it was, yeah, it was so confusing. And it's one of these things that you look at and you realise, oh, hang on. 
this still stands up. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Like, this still yeah, stands up to like, these standards. my brain a little bit. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Yeah, but that was really good. And you but do even still, actually, sorry. And you do still have that futuristic sense to the film. Like, okay, it might not be what we would consider now to be futuristic, but there are certain elements every so often going around, like having a virtual showroom guide take you round yes, yeah, the hat into that the an empty house that you're going Which isn't in. out of the question. Which isn't entirely out of the question. I thought moment, that no. part was, I, I thought that aspect of it, though, I don't think that, like, I wouldn't kind of say that there was a problem with that, though, because I think people fall into a trap of saying, this is in the future, everything's so futuristic, look how much this is in the future, and it's only 20 years in the future. And obviously, we are progressing quite fast and from the 90s to now that has been a big progression but it's not so ridiculous that somebody from the 80s doesn't recognize it so when it was made the future that they had made then that was supposed to be futuristic is yeah fine some robots on the street but everything else looks how it looks like that's perfectly normal exactly it's a relatable situation Yeah, yeah so i wouldn't have said that that was oh they haven't thought enough or been imaginative enough to think of a a mm. more futuristic future type thing because actually I think they probably just did it right really exactly exactly and apparently in 1987 they still believed that people in the future would be drinking Miller Lite and it's true <laughs> and it's true <laughs> unfortunately and eating crisps who would have thought right I mean we are still going to need shell garages we, we are absolutely product placement is right. plenty in this well, I mean, not a plenty, not as much as. <laughs> no, not as much nearly as Goonies, as, much as Goonies or a few other ones that we've seen. Yeah. Uh, there's a little bit of product placement, but only a every small so amount. Often. Because he was in a shop. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, exactly. You can get away with that. There are just moments in this film, and I have seen this film quite a few times now. <laughs> it is it, one of these films that I can not have repeat viewings of, but I will watch every so often and go oh yeah i remember this bit i remember why i like this <laughs> i still feel a little bit bad for the poor guy who was manning the petrol station <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah right so i feel bad for him for multiple reasons right firstly he's working a night shift that's yeah. got to suck already. Yeah. secondly you're studying mm-hmm. while on shift because it's that yeah. boring already pretty bad Thirdly, while you are studying, because you're a college boy, (laughs) you get held up by some rando. (laughs) He takes all of the money out of the register. He is a horrible human being. And fills up his bike at the same time to add insult to injury. And then, on your shift, the shell garage gets blown up. So you don't even have a job anymore <laughs> after that. Oh, yeah, he does. He has to fill out risk assessments for the next people that are coming in. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair enough. There's a whole lot Imagine of paperwork to go through after that point. All the admin. But the the thing that I feel most bad about for that kid, he didn't even get a line credit. He didn't say anything in the whole scene. No, he didn't. No. He didn't even he get to have head. a line. He just nod his head and picked up his book. I know, because they would have had off. to. They would have had to pay him extra <laughs> yeah. as a, as a walk on bit for the day, but Aww. instead they just gave him no lines. So 
I still feel bad for that guy. He might have been... I mean, he might have actually just been somebody that worked in a garage doing a night shift reading a book and they just took them there and put him in. Oh my he God. didn't even know. He didn't even know he was acting. He was like... <laughs> <laughs> he was stunned with fear. That's why he couldn't talk. That's how you get the most genuine reactions from what? people is to film people in the real world. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> Clearly it did work. Absolutely. Well, I think that guy got what he deserved anyway but actually the prosthetics for that part you're talking we were talking about effects and things mm. for him put going into that toxic waste barrel the, that which was actually I, really good as well which i, I have thought to that admit, looked really good i i keep kind of forgetting that that's a bit i mean it was great that film. his hand skin was literally hanging off him that was mm. disgusting but um yeah, that it looked. Mm. It all looked really good. Help me. Again. <laughs> no, the... <laughs> you're a horrible person. Get no, lost. do not touch me. Yes, don't touch me. With your oh, toxic hands. Oh, you know who hands. your real friends are, don't you? Yeah. Again, in the director's cut, you see a little bit more of oh, right. him kind of stumbling around and oh, okay. and all of his kind of skin hanging off mm. him and stuff. Now, if he had managed to survive that situation mm. i would have been tempted to draw a kind of parallel line between where his story ends in this film and where the film the toxic avenger starts <laughs> and i was like mm, is there a connection that oh no way he's oh, been he's hit dead. by a car yeah. <laughs> and literally explodes into liquid but it was a testament to his jacket though because that stayed fine that was the only thing holding him together in the end hey look a decent leather jacket it will really wear worked. through really anything worked. all right don't know what it was made of but no. it was, it was if that was well. denim that would have been gone but that is well, well i don't know it might have uh, it might have um made color might have run no it might have made a nice acid wash effect that was that's <sighs> very 80s a, a stony acid wash <laughs> Probably would have made it better, actually. Don't know if that's too soon for that guy or not. Uh, it's, eight, it's 87, it's 33 years old at this point, it's fine. Yeah, it's done. He didn't have any family anyway, he was a horrific person. <laughs> he was horrible. There are a lot of horrible people there, in this. That group of people were just horrible for the sake of being horrible. They were, they were e that was like the definition of evil. Absolutely. Is, like, we've seen a lot of, obviously a lot of films when there have been bad guys, everybody's a bad there's, yeah. there's always got to be a bad guy in a film. But they were almost the worst that i've ever they were just evil they were just bad for being bad it was just they were just horrible exactly so horrible and i exactly. hated every one of them now to think that kurtwood smith in this film went from being the bad bad guy who gets the state-of-the-art bang bang <laughs> at the end i love that line Great. To go from that to being the wholesome dad in that 70s show. Yeah. What a transition. I know. And because actually, even when I was watching it, I thought, yeah, he doesn't look like the stereotypical bad guy. The rest of the group looked like the what you would think, you know, bad guys, especially in the 80s, what they would look like. But he didn't. He didn't mm. look like that. I thought he just looked like a regular, a regular old Joe, you know? Yeah. Um, but that kind of made it worse. That made it a bit creepier because, like, it oh, anybody can, anybody can just kind of turn and be like that and just oh, weird. Yeah, I didn't like them. But they're horrible. Now let me ask you a question. Right, every member in the gang in this, they kind of got what they deserve. Yes. Okay, Clarence at the end goes out in spectacular fashion again. Cut a little bit in the theatrical version from my memory. I think that goes on a little bit longer okay. in director's cut. But still got what he deserved. Yeah. Dick Jones, living up to his name. <laughs> yeah. 
a star dick yeah right got what he deserved why was i so red at the end i don't know <laughs> i don't know but i'm i still can't work that out but got what he deserved at the end what a way to get fired yes, <laughs> yeah if you're gonna get fired like that's that the way funny, to go actually. out that yeah but let me ask you this the guy who headed up the RoboCop program, mm. little bit of a dick, yeah. right? You kind of see him doing some kind of underhanded things, undercutting things, yeah. right? But not necessarily a bad guy. Do you think that he deserved to go out the way that he did? I don't think so. I didn't think he was going to kill him, actually. I thought he was going to just end up looking at him and kind of saying oh he's not worth my time type thing i know he was but then he was kind of being puppeteered by mm. oh dicky jones dicky jones <laughs> so he kind of had to carry that tricky dicky jones <laughs> <Yeah>. second in <laughs> command of ocp a <laughs> tricky dicky he's number two he is a big fat number two. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think he did anything to really warrant. Maybe give him a shot in the leg to kind of say, you know, don't don't yeah. be an idiot. But yeah. he was. I mean, I think he was just doing his job. I mean, either way, there's no way that that guy is walking around again anytime soon. Well, especially not now. No, but there's another way the film could have gone. He didn't do anything. I don't think he did anything that. He did maybe slightly immoral thing. Maybe you shouldn't oh, yeah. undercut somebody doing business or but I think he was just making the most of a of a situation which is unfortunate yeah. for somebody else. Like that Dick Jones got his Ed two oh nine blown um, up. Yeah, because it didn't work. Yeah. Did it? it wasn't right, it, did, no. it wasn't working. So because he had something and he had an idea that is working and is right. And he pitched it. It was just the right time. Exactly. It wasn't his fault. Exactly. He just took. He just saw the opportunity to get his thing done, and then yeah. and, and took it. That's good. That's good businessman. Uh, you see, you're coming <laughs> around on this guy now. <laughs> he's alright. He's not too bad. I didn't think he was that bad. The fact that he's got the fact that he's got a living room full of hookers and blow well, is two. is a whole other. Could <laughs> have easily two. been played he's by rich. Charlie Sheen at that point. No, I'm, I'm just saying, but no. <laughs> that's appropriate. <laughs> But there's another way the film could have gone where he manages to get out, realises he's been a little bit underhanded, goes back, helps Alex Murphy, albeit with yeah. his maybe yeah. legs being roboticised himself. <laughs> yeah, maybe he turns into a robot. Exactly. But that... Robocops. Exactly, exactly. Well, Robocop and man that isn't really a cop, but is kind of now. Just robot. Robocop. Ro Robocop and his robot leg buddy. <laughs> Robocop and Robo. And half robot <laughs> man, because he's got robot legs, but the rest of him's fine. <laughs> yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. Now, obviously, it's not really seen in this film, but you are also under the assumption that Officer Lewis um, does manage to make it out and oh survive. okay good i thought you were gonna say obviously she dies i was gonna be no, annoyed about that no because it kind of <laughs> that was one thing i just thought i just thought of something that i thought when i was watching it that was what only what i really liked her in the end because yeah. actually she, i really came around to her and i really thought that she really yeah, came, she's a she really came through in the end yeah. 
And she, <laughs> but she's very unassuming as well. So it's kind of like, she's not there with her long hair and like overly done face and that nope. kind of thing. There's no, nope. she's just straight on the job. She's a policewoman and she's doing her work. And totally. that's it. There's no like, oh look, she's the femme fatale and that kind of thing. It's not, there's nothing about that. No. She's just doing her job and she does it really well, I think. Absolutely. I think she should be getting a medal of honour. Anyway, but it's in the mail. So, yeah, so I really <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, we'll backtrack it to 1987. Okay. But we'll say it got delayed. But yeah. we'll we'll get right on that. We'll get a medal okay. of valor in there, and it's 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 in the mail to her now. Good. So there it makes we go. Makes me feel better. Yeah, absolutely. One thing that I thought was gonna make her make her character just a little bit better for me. There was like she was almost perfect, but there was just one thing that could have just like pushed her over the edge is when he when she sees the that bad guy for the first time when they're in the um they're kind of like hideout warehouse type thing right and she walks around the corner and he's going to the toilet <laughs> and then he says to her oh should i zip this up first <laughs> she just, it would have just been so good if she just looked down and squinted and gone wait what <laughs> what where is it <laughs> zip up <laughs> so i love that so before she, she gets sass. So before she gets knocked off of the high ledge, yeah, that's why she gets knocked, knocked off. Because he's out. So much venom out of him from that. She manages to get in just a little bit of a jab <laughs> under the ribs. She just looks, a little just bit looks of looks a... down with a squint and's like, zip it up. What? What? Just chipping away a little bit at <laughs> Sorry, his where ego. Because <laughs> that's, I, like I mean, it. that's yeah, that's better. That, I mean, I think if she'd thought a little bit quicker on her yeah, feet, she really, is that kind really of character it, that you? might have done something like that. But I think in the situation, she was probably trying to remain a little bit professional. I'm not just sure. Just one thing that would have made uh, her a little bit better. But yeah. I feel like it's a small thing. Yeah. It's a small thing. Yeah, yeah. No, it is a small thing. You're right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's Sorry, probably what the it? implication would be. <laughs> so there are, there are a few other things I really like about Robocop. We've gone over some of them already. The prosthetic makeup effects I really, yeah, really love good. in this film. The storyline, while it's not necessarily groundbreaking, it is a little bit unexpected at some points. The fact that OCP, who are kind of running the security and the police and everything like that, they're part of this program. The second in command hires one of the deadliest criminals in Detroit, which is exactly the kind of people that they're trying to get rid of yeah. to get their yeah. multi-billion dollar new Delta City going and up and running. Yeah. He actually is under his employ. Mm. You know, it kind of takes a little bit of a turn. Like, yeah. who are they really siding with? The adverts that you have every so often uh, that are kind of a parallel for the commentary that was happening in America at the time, like the Nukem game, like nuke them before they <laughs> nuke you. And Yeah, that was quite powerful, that game, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was. Took that dad's eyebrows off nearly. <laughs> Definitely took most of his hair off by the look of it. <laughs> uh, but, zing. I mean, zing. <laughs> but it's things like that. It's little things like the other news reports that happen that, yeah. give you a sense of the social commentary at the mm. time that you realise, oh, okay, this is really is like a look at life at that point, like the political turmoil and everything like that. You don't necessarily expect to have that in this film, but the fact that they managed to draw that kind of parallel 
as a little like added on yeah really kind yeah. of shows the nature of like partly why the film got made yeah and why they're obviously so paranoid is to have the idea of having a robot cop that could constantly be patrolling without any exactly to stop or and yeah. it would be cheaper in the end because that would be another kind of person's salary that you don't have to pay so you make him which would be expensive and you know yeah a, a first kind of like payout in the first go right but then after that you wouldn't have to keep sustaining him yeah really i mean you'd fix them but you'd have those parts i suppose anyway no exactly and then that's the proof of concept that then leads into other ones after that mm. that eventually becomes so efficient that you know the machine takes over from the man which is why you see the police strike happen yeah, at this yeah. point and you know, there's this great line that the sergeant has at the start where he says, you know, we're police officers. We're here to serve and protect people. We don't strike. Yeah. You know? We're not plumbers. We're not plumbers. <laughs> we, we don't strike. Zing. Zing. To that guy again. <laughs> but then later on, they do strike. Yeah, and they do. You're under the impression that maybe the sergeant, the captain, um, the chief whatever position he has mm. is still there trying yeah. to keep things running because someone has to maintain command. Yeah. But Lewis comes back and she says There's, there was hardly anyone at the station yeah. and all of this stuff is going yeah, on. Right. So it begs the question, is Robocop a smarter film than most people will give it credit for? Maybe. But then I mean... It's quite good in the fact that, I guess, it didn't make it seem like there was actually that much crime to be had because he could spend all of his time going after this one group of people. <laughs> so yeah. we spent the, the, the yeah. film just kind of following him going after these certain people. So if he had all that time to spend on that one group or that one gang, obviously the rest of the city wasn't that bad because he had all of this time to focus on that one group of people. Right, exactly. But that's quite a good thing, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think that was the point of the uh, point of it, but... But part of me still wants to believe... Well, not believe. Part of me still thinks that the commentary that happens through the film is kind of a great example of how a film like this can be outlandish, but also kind of grounded at the same time. And go, yeah. you know, this is happening, this is real... This is sci-fi, mm. but there comes a point where they're one and the same. Yeah, and I kind of thought that they were going to go a little bit more of a Jurassic Park route, and it was going to spend a little, like, just a slightly more time being a bit serious about kind of the the moral questions. So you know, it can be done, but should it have been done? Because, right. Because like, I thought they were going to make big, like, a bit more of a deal of him kind of having those rules and saying that. He protects the innocent and and all Upholds that kind of thing. Law, yeah, serve the but you don't trust. know that because he was around all those children, and I thought that might have gone horribly wrong because there could be <laughs> one child that thinks you know thinks they're innocent. He's stolen something, and because it's more machine than man at that point, it's mm. kind of where does he draw the line? Because with obviously with that type of thing, it's black and white. He doesn't mm. have this moral compass of saying, "Well, he stole, but he's a child," and he didn't do it on purpose 
so he shouldn't get shot in the face or something. <laughs> so, Bit of an extreme reaction. But he had there. a gun. That's what he did. He yeah, just kept shooting he, things. He's also not the Ed Two O Nine. Well, but this is what I mean. Reasonable so measures. I would have thought you would think that because it's so straight down the line for a machine, innocent or not innocent. Yeah. You know, innocent, guilty. It's so matter of fact that that would cause a little bit more of an issue. Yeah. But actually, it didn't really. Like, the machine side <laughs> of him sees everything in black and white, but the yeah. person side of him is saying there's grey areas. Well, that's what I thought. They, that's why they put them together. Mm. But they didn't really mention that. They kind of tried to make it seem like he didn't have a human side anymore. Yeah. Now, what if I told you there was not one, not three, but two sequels <laughs> two yes two sequels to this film robocop 2 and robocop 3 both of which really really not that great okay. it did also spawn a single series tv show yeah all of which were kind of using the same costumes and prosthetics okay. and everything like that but really Again, not amazing because they tried to expand the amount of things that Robocop would have, oh, do, right. like yeah, give no him jets and stuff. Uh, and it's like, really? He's not Iron Man. <laughs> well, he was, give him credit, he may have been made of iron or steel, but, you know, Steel Man doesn't exactly have the same ring as Robocop. I think when they were sh- workshopping titles for steel him. Steel Man is the exact opposite. <laughs> He's not stealing. <laughs> He's been very good. <laughs> I can just imagine it. Like, oh, well, you know, we've got this man. guy. He's going to be a cop. What, what? I mean, cop, robot, doesn't <laughs> doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. Steel man? I mean, do we really want to give the impression that he could be stealing? No, not that kind of steel. He's made of steel. Uh, but is he made of steel? Well, it's actually iron. Can we have Iron Man? No, already no, it's, no it's been taken. <laughs> iron we have cop. Iron Cop. Ooh, Iron Cop. Maybe. Uh, it seems a little bit like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's too close to Iron Chef. Maybe that's too not quite right. Chef. He's a robot. He's a cop. Why don't we call him Robotic Robo- Cop? Oh. There we go. There we go. <laughs> No, no more suggestions no, needed. We'll put that, put that in the post. Put a pin in there that. we go. That's it. That's it. <laughs> the sequels, Robocop 2, Robocop 3, both of which... I was hoping that there was going to be a sequel. Were you? Yes. Why were you hoping there was going to be a sequel? I was hoping there was going to be a sequel because I had a whole storyline mapped out for it and I thought you were going to ask me about it. Okay, so <laughs> what do you think the sequels <laughs> to Robocop would have included. Okay, well, first of all, I'm going to put a disclaimer. Don't get me wrong. I did enjoy the fact that they didn't go into his life a lot. Okay. I liked that. So this film was purely business, right? They acknowledged small, small acknowledgements mm-hmm. that he had, obviously, a son and a wife. Mm-hmm. Very small. And then he did that one little kind of round trip in his house when he remembered where to go back to Mm. so i liked that it was just about the job and they didn't 
show like part of his funeral and they didn't show no. somebody having to tell the wife or the son that he had been shot and all that kind of thing. They didn't do that. It was literally, they're just focused on his body, what his body's going to turn into and then what that does. Yeah. I liked that. Yeah. I didn't want to see any of his personal life. So I liked that they were brave enough to just say, this is about a robot cop. We're going to show him as a robot cop. He doesn't need any of this yeah. frou-frou fancy Stick fancy stuff. Stick to what people yeah, are coming to see. The only thing that the police or Omnicorp cared about was him being a robot cop. So that's all we should have to see. Because okay. that's all they cared about. It was just a body made into a machine. Right. Didn't have any personal things. They tried to get rid of that. Get rid so of all personal attachments. So we shouldn't have to watch all of his personal th- his personal life. Sure. So I like that. That was good. But. But. Number two <laughs> is where it gets personal. Okay. Okay. So Robocop 2. This Robocop time two. it's personal. This time it's personal. Hashtag family business. Yeah? <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. I'm ready. Lay it on me. Okay, it's Robocop 2. <laughs> it's Robocop 2. Is that the tagline? No. Robocop 2. Okay, it's Robocop 2. No. Uh, oh, okay, all right, sorry. Title, right, I'm going to lay it out for you very simply. Okay. Title, Robocop 2. Okay. Tagline, it's crime o'clock somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> he moves... No, listen. He moves... Can I just ask very quickly, what time is crime o'clock? Um, anytime he wants. He's a robot. Okay, right. As soon as he sees a crime happening, he goes it's there. That's what he said. That's what he said. Yeah. What did he say? He said, this all made me think of it. I can't remember the exact is it line. That somewhere he said. a crime somewhere is happening. Somewhere a crime is happening. There we go. I just put it into an actual coherent sentence. So basically, <laughs> you're you're potentially saying that it's crime o'clock all the time on his somewhere. watch. Somewhere. <laughs> Okay. Somewhere a crime is happening. What more else do you want to be explained? And now I see the beauty of the tagline. It's crime o'clock somewhere. Yeah. I like it. All it's right. perfect. Yeah. And also it works on another level because, you know, people say it's five o'clock somewhere. Let's get in like the Mai Tais and stuff. Oh, is that what it's referring to? Okay, no, right, stop it. it. Okay. So she kind of alludes to the fact that his wife has to move away because she thought he was dead and it was a done. She was never going to see him again. So sure. she wants to get rid of all this, you know, horrible thing. So she moves to Hawaii. Oh. Okay. Unexpected. Okay. But that's where she is. Living in the lap of luxury from her um, from her Retire. husband's... Yes, money. Yeah, life insurance payout must have yeah. been pretty good on and that. And they have to pay her off so she goes away pretty quickly so that she doesn't see that her husband has been turned into a robot man. Sure, right? sure. So she's got quite a lot. She's fine. She's in Hawaii. He tracks her down because he's a cop. Okay. Why would he not do that? He can right. he can stick his probe finger into <laughs> into <laughs> like <laughs> something got hot in here probing finger <laughs> robotic probing <laughs> finger wow <laughs> he can use that he is well oiled as well so yeah and he can well oiled machine see, like, so he can see what, where everybody is and stuff but he's got a database basically. So he knows where she is, yeah. Sure. She start. He starts to remember her name and stuff. So then, we basically just follow him. His journey to Hawaii. He gets to Hawaii. He needs the family life. He has some time off. He's got like a lay 
you know, flower lay around his neck. He's got a Hawaiian shirt on. He's like sipping cocktails by the by the sea, by the pool. He's like he's having a good time. He's having a really good time. It's RoboCop goes Hawaiian. Yeah, <laughs> it's crime, but always remember, it's crime o'clock somewhere. So obviously, and this guy is Mister No Days Off. Fight crime. He's he's business all the time. Right. Apart from that ten minutes when he's having the cocktail by the pool. Right. Okay. But he's allowed. But he's undercover. He is undercover. No. <laughs> how can not. he be undercover he's not he's not, he's not. So Carl, you cannot you know, find a sun hat a big enough bit. to cover that <laughs> the film is a little bit about his a little bit more in depth into his family life okay living in hawaii having a nice time there'll be some criminals because it, you know it is crime o'clock somewhere okay maybe toxic waste man's son tracks him down or something <laughs> whatever it's not about and that, he's all though, messed really. up because you know toxic waste <laughs> yeah, yeah but it's just i don't it's, see it's how predominantly... one would have any bearing on the other but just because he's his son yeah yeah it's predominantly about his his downtime i like it i like the title i like the tagline i love it love it. everything about it unfortunately that is not what the sequel is well it is well it, okay all right because yeah. I haven't seen it. So. Okay, no, until... Okay. The, the quickest rundown of what the second one is, and I'm more familiar with the second one than I am with the third one. Mm. Okay. Ironically, not like Karate Kid, where I'm more familiar with the third one than the second one. Right. After a successful deployment of the Robocop Law Enforcement Unit, OCP sees its goal of urban pacification come closer and closer. But as this develops, a new narcotic known as Nuke invades the streets, <laughs> led by God-delirious leader Kane. As this menace grows, it may prove to be too much for Murphy to handle. OCP tries to replicate the success of this first unit, but ends up with failed prototypes with suicidal issues. Until Dr. Fax, a scientist straying away from OCP's path, uses Kane as a new subject for the Robocop 2 project, A Living God. Hmm. Was the tagline for that, is Kane able to nuke him? No! <laughs> should be though, shouldn't it? No, it should be. Should be. It does have Peter Weller and Nancy Allen both returning. Okay. Well, it's getting better then. It's getting better. She's she's pretty she's pretty good. It is. It is. If that they turn came her out... into a sap, then I'm going to be really disappointed. Yeah. That came out three years after Robocop, because Robocop My birthday. was a success. 1990, yes. Yeah. So oh. we share, we have Robocop in common. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Robocop 2. Robocop 3, which doesn't uh, does have Nancy Allen, but does not have Peter Weller. Oh, that's because they knew where the good thing was coming from, that's why. Yeah, exactly. It had Robert John Burke as robocop in that one and you can um, kind of tell i mean they basically they're cast it's like with batman they're yeah, kind of they're casting a chin yeah you know do you think there was going to be a third one have you got I a didn't synopsis think for there a, third was be a third one so i don't have a synopsis for a third one but do you want to make a quick suggestion now at the um at this point they probably have the city um and now they're trying to police it i don't know i mean 
stone me, you're pretty close, okay, actually. Well, the mega corporation Omni Consumer Products is still bent on creating their pet project Delta City to replace the rotting city of Detroit. Unfortunately, the inhabitants of the area have no intention of abandoning yeah, their I was homes say, they can't simply for desires of the company. To this end, OCP have decided to force them to leave by employing a ruthless mercenary army to attack and harass them. An underground resistance begins, and in this fight, Robocop must decide where his loyalties lie. Right, wow. Well, so, basically, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Robocop, one, didn't we, so. Robocop saves the day once again. Yeah. And then we get on to the 1994 TV series, which had absolutely no one from the originals in it and doesn't really bear Was it live about. action? It was. Oh, okay. Weird. It was, yes. And that came out in 1994, so one year after RoboCop 3. Okay. Um, so not great. And then we go on to the 2014 remake, which had... Joel Kinnaman, Gary Oldman, Michael Keaton, and some very quick appearances from one Samuel L. M. F. Jackson yeah. in it. Now, um, okay as well. now, there were some things that I actually liked about this film because I usually really dislike it when films reference the originals from where they're obviously drawing yeah. their inspiration from. Yeah. But then don't kind of they they acknowledge it mm. but then don't really like expand yeah. on it in this film what they did is it was a complete reboot but they kind of turned some things that you see in the original robocop on its head without making direct references to them so one thing i quite liked is that in this film you see the guy who's heading up the project say you know, we managed to save his arm. And the guy comes in and says, I thought we told you to lose yeah, the get arm. Rid get rid of the arm. Uh, I thought he was going to be in big trouble with that because I actually thought that they were going to make a mistake and they said he's not going to remember any of this, we'll wipe his memory. And I thought his memory was going to stay and it wasn't going to be wiped. And he was going to hear all of that conversation. Right. And he was going to go wild and not wild, but he was going to try and kind of teach him a bit of a lesson. Yeah. I don't know. You I took my arm, I'll take your arm. Kind of, yeah. Kind of thing. Um, yeah. It could have gone down that route as well. Yeah, it's probably but good that it didn't, but even so. Hey, he probably he got blown up before we got to find out. So Yeah, that's true. In the twenty fourteen remake, they make a point of keeping his arm. Because yeah. they say he's got so he's got like the ro the regular person's face yeah. with the visor that then like flips down yeah. over. But he's also got a human hand. And they say keep his hand mm. because it, people want to be able to have that human yeah. interaction of a handshake. It mm. makes people feel more comfortable. Mm. And the way they do it in the 2014 remake is that he kind of starts with all of his morality and all of his human side. He's kind of come back. He has all of his memories already. But as the film goes on and as they try to take more control of him, he starts losing more yeah. of his human side and yeah. becoming more robotic. So it's the complete it's the opposite, opposite way around. Way around. So, it, but he doesn't die in the new one, though, does he? They don't bring him back to life, do they? I thought he they just do. Had... He, he's, oh, they do. Yeah, he's targeted by a car bomb, oh, and oh, they manage to they manage to save that. him. And his family still stick around, so he actually like yeah, goes yeah, home and sees that. all of yeah. his family and everything. Now the thing is, that would have been a really really great film. 
if it weren't for the fact that it was remaking Robocop. (laughs) Because the whole film fails on the premise that it is a remake of Robocop. Mm. If they had done it slightly differently and people have gone, oh, it's kind of like Robocop, but not. It's something else. You know? It would have actually been really good and you could have drawn the parallels and gone, oh, well, they kind of looked at what Robocop did, but did like almost the opposite of Robocop. Mm. But then you wouldn't have the balancing of, you know, turning it on its head from what the original did. And I, I still maintain that it was a great remake because it did almost the exact opposite of what the original did okay but it fails on the fact that it's remaking a classic film like robocop yeah which is weird that they tried yeah. to, it's weird that they remade it but made it the opposite so they didn't remake it like yeah it's a really strange way of kind yeah. of going around it's like a reboot but really not a reboot Why didn't they but just, also yeah they just could have just marketed yeah. it as something up but then it would have been too much it would have been too close to that yeah and they have to kind of choose one of them one way or yeah, yeah, yeah i don't know but yeah that is weird and he has his whole sleek black look for most yeah. of the film, which I was like, oh, I wasn't too sure about that. Because he has like the whole black look with the red visor. Mm. But I do have to give him credit. At the end of the film, they do give him his classic like blue yes, cop yeah. look. Yeah. But it's updated for a modern mm. remake film. And I did like that bit. So as far as remakes go... I'm not totally 100% against the remake of RoboCop. I'm okay. going to go on record as saying that. <laughs> well, that's good to know. Oh, 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 phew. I know, phew, right? <laughs> because you spent so long working on that. <laughs> it does. One thing it was lacking, though, the reboot, is that it didn't have the tagline, it's crime o'clock somewhere. Which yeah, why I think, didn't it? Why which didn't I, think, it? I don't know. It just made sense to me. It just made sense. It's crime o'clock somewhere. It just makes has sense to me. Has to be. I love. I do love that. So again, like there were a lot of things that I like about this film. Do you have any final things that you noted? No. Well, I think I'm going to do my final analysis. <laughs> Your final it's analysis. It's called analysis because it's very in depth. No, it's not. Okay. I'm going to do my final sum up. Now, before you, before you do. Do remember how much I love this film. Okay. <laughs> Do take into consideration that my my fragile love of this <laughs> film can be easily shattered. <laughs> I am, of course, joking. Art is subjective. I know, I know. Art, that's and, a girl that far. Well, I mean, okay. <laughs> so, okay, it's not art. It's not art. I'm joking. But, you know, you, you take out of films... You d- different people will have different takeaways from films. I love RoboCop because it had so many things in it that were indicative of the year that I was born. Obviously, that's more coincidence than anything, mm. like, granted. Yeah. But there are so many things about the film that still hold up for me, for, like, prosthetics and practical effects that it's a testament to how much you can achieve without the need for CGI. And I'm still relatively certain that if they had built a giant Ed 209 suit that someone could have just been in and it had yeah, just been made out of, like, foam or something, yeah, they could have that a they just in walked in. 
if they had done that, that would have been like mwah, 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 icing on the cake. <laughs> Everything in this film is practical effects. Yeah. But but they gave it a go. They did try. They did. Which they is fine. Did. You know, it's fine. So what did you think of so, RoboCop? I was being a little bit negative at first, kind of not on purpose, but a little bit, you know, oh, a bit of a negative Nancy. But Negative Nancy Allen? Oh, yeah. There we go. No, she's not negative. No, she's not. She's, she's all positive. She slays. <laughs> she's a queen. Nancy Allen's medal is in the post to her now. <laughs> yeah, I was being a bit negative at first because I was kind of making a joke out of it. But actually, the more you watch and the more you think about it, there's not any, there isn't any particular like gaping holes that you could point out. There isn't anything really that goes wrong or bad or is glaringly obviously not thought out mm. you know that kind of thing it's it's there isn't really any problem mm. in that way no. i liked I, I liked the story yeah and like i said i liked that it was all about the job and it was just about that moment in time and wasn't kind of diverted into different directions and mm. they just took it in one linear story that's what i like i like yeah. that don't like flashbacks i don't like flash forwards it's like it being how it is. You get enough Easy. exposition dropped in in it's the fine. right you places can understand for you to everything piece that's together. Going on. You can understand it. Exactly. I don't. I can't understand things very easily in films because it goes over my head. Because I'm like, what? And I forget. Uh, that's it. a little bit harsh. No, but... not in a stupid way, but in sometimes because it just kind of I go, oh, ugh, and it's gone, and I forget. If something's too subtle, then it's. It's it's missed. It's, it's when people are talking a lot. When there's a lot of conversation and they talk jargon and like legal things and science things, and I'm like, oh, right. And I just stop listening, and then I can't, and then I don't know what's happening. But it wasn't like that. It was good. It was easy. Okay. <laughs> Simple to the point. So I like. He's a robot. He's also a bit of a man. Now he's a cop. Straightforward. <laughs> it's straightforward. I mean, that's the synopsis of the film, but really. It's good. But yeah, that's good. Yeah, and so. Like you say, the prosthetics, that was really good. I was really, I was like really blown away by that. It was horrendously violent and gory, which I wasn't expecting in a few parts. Right. But I do actually have something, one, one final note to say about that as well, actually. So he got his hand blown off. Sure. F- thrown across the room. As you would expect from a shotgun. <laughs> yes. Well, no, I was still surprised. Okay. And multiple holes just punched in him everywhere. Right. There was a man that suffered from... That's generally from, like, how bullets work, yes. <laughs> but there was a man suffering from, like, skin-peeled toxic waste, right? Sure. His brain got blown out. Sure. That guy got ran over by a car and smushed everywhere. Yeah. The guy at the beginning... Yeah. Like, just decimated. Yeah. The man, mm-hmm. Dick Jones, thrown through a window after being also decimated. Right. Just one of a few... <laughs> Those are a few. One of few casualties. Those are just a few in this film. Okay. And the bit that makes me... That still makes me cringe and freak... All right. ...more than all of those things put together... Okay. ...was when the bad, bad guy... Sure. ...Clarence... Yeah. ...was in the... You know, the guy that got blown up... Sure. ...in his house... Yeah. And he was holding a grenade. And he put the metal in his mouth! Oh, Why did he do that? 
Like, why Why does that set my teeth on edge? I why? Watched, I watched somebody get why? blown to pieces more than once. And when I and think I about like, it, and when oh, I watch it... Bad. Oh, that's bad. Oh, that's bad. And then he was holding a grenade, <laughs> and then he put the metal ring in his teeth. Why? And why is that the worst part? I was like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> why can you always taste copper when he does that? Why is that? Why do you have a taste of copper oh, in your so mouth when it happens? Oh, so cringe. It's like putting your key ring in your mouth. <laughs> It's so uh, when they've been in your pocket all day and they're a little bit warm. <laughs> oh, oh, it's not so right. Horrible. It's just it's not right. Like, touch his teeth wrong. Oh, how many takes did he have to do? Oh, oh and he had to run his tongue over like, it as you, well. Can you just pretend that it's rigid and make it out of noodle or something? So I can oh, just put it in my mouth. <laughs> no, it's not good. It's, it's, it's. Would you perchance be able to make spaghetti look like metal? I'm going to put that in my mouth instead. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. You stick so a hula horrible. hoop on it. <laughs> Haribo ring. Just stick a Haribo <laughs> ring on, on the grenade. I'll do it then. It's fine. Until that point, I'm just going to pull it out regularly. If that's so what I'm going to go. I don't really think it gets the so character horrible. across. And it's just like, it just, it makes me feel so bad for that guy that like one of the last things he saw was somebody putting a metal ring in there. Like, oh, oh. Oh, imagine that being the last thing. Oh. Terrible. Terrible. And when you think about it, poor Alex Murphy as Robocop, he, he, get, he gets shot up by a gang of bad guys, mm. basically urban terrorists, yeah. for all intents horrible and purposes, people. horrible people. <laughs> he gets shot up by other robots. So, you know, he's now part of a robot. He's getting shot by other robots. Yeah. He also gets shot up by a, 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 a squad of SWAT people yeah. as well. So other police. And a store man. Right. So he gets shot up by bad guys, other robots, and other police people. Is there anyone that Robocop is not safe from in this <laughs> no. film? Well, downstairs from the ED209. Yeah. yeah no, yeah, downstairs. Downstairs from the ED209. He's safe from downstairs. Yeah, it's fine. So Ed209 is out of the picture. They didn't work out that they could literally just shoot him. They can yeah. still just shoot him. They don't have to go downstairs. They could just point their gun and shoot at him. <laughs> they don't have to go downstairs. They can do it from there. It's a relatively stupid machine. It, it is knows, a machine, I suppose, yeah. It knows point, point and thing. shoot, and that's about it, yeah. really. Okay. Poor Ed 209. Can't even go upstairs. <laughs> no, they can't. No. So your final summary? So so that was so that's it, yeah. yeah. So I thought it was there was good effects. It was a nice, straight, simple story. The acting was pretty good. The queen of all. Yeah, I, just, I thought it was pretty solid. I thought it was pretty solid. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> so I am eager to find out what the rating is and what it's out of. Okay. Because it changes every week to yeah. be relevant for the film. For the so film, yeah. what have you decided to give so it out one. of this week? So we've watched some we've watched some good films that I gave four okay. stars, four rating, whatever okay. it was at the time. Um and I I do think this stands up to those actually. Okay. It wasn't obviously funny, but it's not supposed to be funny. So it's a different type of film than what we normally kind of watch, really. Yeah. A little bit. But I'm still gonna give it four bang bangs. Four, <laughs> four state of the art bang bangs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four bang bangs. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I mean that's a that's definitely a respectable score to yeah, give. I'm gonna give it five. I haven't given anything five yet. No, I when mean, we watch Flintstones of Evil Rock Vegas, then I'll give it a five. Oh dear. Oh dear. Well, I mean <laughs> That's it's... when my five's coming out. And That's if we're when not you... and if we're not watching that, my uh, five's not coming out. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. 
we'll I'll, we'll have to pull something really good out of the bag to get a five. I think five is borderline perfect movie. I think or v- Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas. But, yeah, you know, yeah. So there we have it. We have RoboCop getting four state of the art bang bangs out of five state of the art bang bangs. <laughs> but do you agree with us? Do you think the RoboCop is a classic movie or do you think it might not be everything that we've cracked it up to be? Are there other films that you think that we should look at that you think are better or are other classics that either of us might not have seen? If you have some suggestions or anything that you'd like to weigh in with, you can contact us through Twitter. I am at Drew Bridger. At Amber Inch. And until that point, I'd buy that for a dollar. (laughs) Zip it up. (laughs) Ha <laughs> <laughs>